I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Hello, Jeff. And Tim Kalpakis. What's going on, Jeff? <laughs> and we're your host of the Sloppy Boys. Guys, I'm fine. I'm good. fine. You good. You sound you sound mad that you're fine. No, I'm <laughs> No, I'm fine. Just being emphatic. Jeff, do you ever do you ever consider on the opening there saying, and with me as always is Mike and Tim, and then we both say hello together? I feel like that would be a train wreck. Yeah, that might be a fuck up. We could try but, it. I mean, the movie train wreck was a big hit, so you never know. Hmm. Yeah, if we could get a hater in here, that'd be great. Proved hater is a leading man. Oh, hater would do this pod. You kidding <laughs> me? Of course, in, a, in a heartbeat. He loves it. Tell him he could do Stefan and he'll be here. Ooh. Tim, I saw one of your scary movies the other night. <gasps> oh. Blair Witch. Never seen it. <laughs> oh. You've never seen Blair Witch? Well, I grew up near the woods, so I was too scared. <laughs> you lived it. <laughs> I had enough woods around me to inhabit three or four Blair Witches. So I said, I'm going to steer clear of that. How about that shot of the kid in the corner, huh? Well, honestly, because Tim played it up, I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, I saw that movie in a packed theater, and it was terrifying. We all me too, and it was, the first, it was the first found footage movie, so that felt so weird to be... I was at a mall at a Megaplex, but watching something on a little shaky cam, that's cool. I thought the actors were really good. Thank you. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, th- it's clearly like the whole thing is an experiment, and I've <laughs> since read up on how they did send them into the woods with cameras, and they did wake them up in the middle of the night. Really? But I thought, in general, like, everybody did really good. I expected kind of like cheesy college actors. That was, the, that was one of the first movies that was like... Uh, the big story was how low the budget was and right. like how much it was making. <clears throat> yeah. Because it was like $9,000 or something yeah. like that. And and it's been it, raking in millions. I think it made over $10,000. <laughs> they <laughs> shot it guys, in New Paltz, New York, which is my part of the country. Hey, um, there, I think there's a sequel too, which I've heard is not great. Like it's not the same found footage stuff. Right, it's just like a normal movie with a witch and a long nose and a broom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you my pretties. I wouldn't mind getting a, a, a broom like that in my apartment some of these days. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> I can see on the Zoom you got dust everywhere. Yeah, there's one fleck of dust over there. <laughs> I would get a broom for that. Um, I turned on the other day uh, Scary Movie 5. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. And it was not as good as the, <laughs> as the other great ones. Really? No, not as good as one through four. Usually five is when a series hits its stride. It opens with Charlie Sheen and um, Ben uh, <laughs> Sheen and Vereen. No, Lindsay Lohan. And they're both like playing up their like, uh, you know, security bracelets where they're not supposed to leave the house and all mm-hmm. that type of thing. And they're having sex with each other. And it's like a paranormal activity spoof. It's weird that all those, uh, the, the movie movies uh, that spun off of that too, they had all these pop, recent pop culture references that now, you know, it's hard to even do a joke on late night talk shows because everyone's been joking about everything on Twitter all day. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to make a comedy movie that right. <laughs> they're, they're just like making fun of Charlie Sheen for stuff he did a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we ever stand for that? 
I know. God, Tiger Blood winning. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was winning a lot back in those days. What, was Tiger Blood something he was drinking? Am I wrong about that? He like... I think he said like, I'm winning. I'm... I drink... I think it was like just... <laughs> does he have Tiger Blood or does he drink Tiger Is Blood? Is he the Tiger King? I don't think Tiger Blood was a real thing. I think he's just saying like, I'm so great. I, I got Tiger Blood. Okay, but he like said he... That's what he said. He said it all right. Hey, that's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what Sheen said. Hey guys, do you hear that? What? That's what Sheen said. No, it, it's off in the distance, but I can hear it getting getting closer. Oh, yeah. Let me let me see. Oh, it's the oh. unmistakable sound of booze oh. news, everybody. <laughs> this is this is kind of cool. Well, first a little baby news flash, and then something that's legitimately cool. One, look what I'm drinking here today, side by side, a Miller High Life with. Uh-huh. A Miller Genuine Draft. Hey, hey don't cross don't cross the streams, Tim. <laughs> yeah, Oops. I got news for you, buddy. Ooh, Mikey, I got, with I got the MGD, MGD happening over here too. It's great. It's delicious. It's great. And I had one of these MGDs last week, and then you guys said, and I was comparing it to High Life, and you guys mm-hmm. were like, "Well, it would have been cooler if you had them both at the same time." So I spent the whole week being like. Oh, I'll show those guys. <laughs> those guys think I'm not cool. I am very cool, Jessica. I am very, very cool. And she's like, yeah, oh, I know. You're Mr. Awesome. Uh, you have tiger blood winning. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> Take a sip, Tim. Give us a, a sip by sip. Here's the high life. Gold. Yep. Yep. You could hear it. He sipped it. And here's the MGD. Which one's lighter? Mm. Which one feels, you know... What's funny is that the MGD is supposed to be, it's Miller Genuine Draft, so it's supposed to be tastes like it's on tap. Full-bodied. Uh, but I don't really know what that means. Okay. But here's where, they're both delicious. They t- taste very similar, but I'll say this. You know that High Life has this one distinct flavor to it? That It's like Miller High Life. It's kind of perfumey almost. It's a little pinch on the tongue. It is a little pinch on the tongue. <laughs> it, it hits me in a way that like, it doesn't taste like, it doesn't taste like celery, but it hits my tongue where celery hits my tongue or like mm. where gin hits your tongue. Mm. And that distinct flavor is just not present in MGD, but also it's not replaced with anything else. So MGD is just kind of like an empty, an empty <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Was I talking about this on MGD or we were talking about how it kind of looks like if you were in the woods, you'd see a bunch of these laying around yeah. like a bunch of teens. <laughs> yeah. I brought that up to several people and they all... Like had the same like thought. I don't know. I still don't know why that is. I think it's because it's black, black label. It's scary. Mm. And in the Blair Witch Project, remember those little bundles of twigs they found? Yeah. Those were oh, yeah. stuck together with an MGD label. <laughs> wow. I with think those in my memory sticks. at least. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the edge to MGD. I like this one better. It just it's a drinkable glugger. Now I wonder if y- you weren't telling. Uh, people here you had a big 22 ounce can of the uh, high life yeah, yeah tell them mike tell them now i wonder what it would taste like if it was both bottles yes because you got the mgd in the nice bottle right if if you guys would have just kept your damn mouths <laughs> shut well just this feels <laughs> it's good that you're getting there but i think you've got a lot more work yeah. to do tim you <laughs> didn't get us we got you dude <laughs> what if i what if i pour them out both into glasses Pour them in the same glass. How about I'll pour them up your ass if you don't <laughs> shut up in a second. Pour them in the same glass. Oh, wait. Okay, no. Uh, th- let's get into the real interesting news. Ready? This is oh, the yeah. headline news. Headline boost news. That was your teaser. This is the headline news. This is very cool. A few weeks ago on the pod, I was talking about a historical figure named Diamond Jim Brady, who was That's famous right. in New York because he ate so much. And Mike Hanford, what did you say? I said, I piped up and I said, hey, wait a minute. I think maybe that the Simpsons. Stop the show. (laughs) I got to say something. We cut that part out. But please, please let me speak. Um, (laughs) And then Jeff said, Tim, let the man speak. (laughs) He's got something to say. (laughs) It's probably going to be dumb. Um, That on the Simpsons, uh, Mayor Quimby's name is Diamond Joe Quimby. And I thought to myself, hey, those guys, Simpsons writers were all like, uh, smarty guys and knew about history and that might just be the type of thing they know and would rename a character after tim what do you got we said that's an interesting query michael but we'll never know and then we got a message from instagram user uh red danson 
And he did a little legwork. He messaged famed Simpsons writer Bill Oakley, who you know uh, of Oakley and Weinstein. They mm-hmm. ran the show back in some of the very good seasons. Good seasons on those guys. Really good. Great seasons. Fantastic. Um, uh, th- uh, so uh, one of our fans on Instagram said, hey, Bill Oakley, the Sloppy Boys were talking about this thing. Does Diamond Joe Quimby have anything to do with J- Diamond Jim Brady? And we and it is confirmed. Bill Oakley said, yeah. yes, I wasn't there at the time, but I know that the Simpsons writers were very familiar with Diamond Jim Brady because he was in the Guinness Book of World Records and it was a thing that they used to joke around about a lot. <laughs> like they just, I could imagine like in a writer's room, you just have a Guinness book and you're like flipping through it and saying, look at this. Yeah, it was like a, it was an old book from the 70s and that's just, that's it great. feels like the exact type of trivia that old guard Those Simpsons guys would writers know. would know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, how, how did this person, uh, t- Red Dance and did he get in touch with? Does he know Bill Oakley? It's just an he Instagram. slid into the DMs. He slid into oh. the DMs, and now I think they're getting married. Oh, good, good for them. Well, I hope it works out. Um, you know, I think I had heard that Mr. Burns they had like an old dictionary from like the twenties or something, and that's where they got yeah, a lot of his. Conan has said that. Yeah, yeah, it's like where they got a lot of his weird. Uh, I don't know the way he would talk about things in such an odd way. Terms. Where do we terms. Get, where do we get the terms for our show? I use the most uh, up-to-date dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Me over here, I got a, I got a little microfiche. <laughs> I will sometimes, while we're recording and we're talking, I'll be Googling. I'll just, I'll Google most recent terms of all. Mm-hmm. And then some mm-hmm. p- will pop up and I'll try to drop them into my sentences. I like how at the end of every year, uh, Webster's always is like, okay, well, we've added some words to the dictionary. This year it's Bitmoji. Oh. <laughs> It's never anything cool. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we hip still? We're talking about your texting. Ugh. Oh, it made me sad when they added dumpster fire. Well, hey, did you're they? not going to get out of 2020 without talking about a dumpster fire. They did. I'm glad 2021 looks like it's going to be smooth sailing. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a dumpster... Um, uh, um, Let's say a cool, an ice cold dumpster. A cool day at the dumpster. A dumpster lagoon. A, a hidden away paradise lagoon. Oh, an oasis of heavenly dumpster. <laughs> In a dumpster. I just want to say, I feel like people have been saying dumpster fire for like a long time. Oh, 10 years. Yeah, well, garbage men, firemen, there were a lot of people. Hot mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah hot mess, dumpster fire, uh, Campfire of ghoulishness. Bonfire of the vanities. Sure, sure. All right, let's wrap that thing up, Tim. Wrap it up, and that's all for Booze News. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Anybody else have anything? No. Yeah, I was hoping somebody... What is that, CNN? Yeah, what is it? Dateline? What is that? I like that one. Okay, folks, that brings us to the drink of the day. Drink of the day. This is a good one. Now I'm going to artfully regurgitate some Wikipedia. Okay. But make it sound as if it's just coming off the top of your head, like you're just imagining it. Yeah, just look around the room and say, oh, uh, and did I mention this? I'm I'm just spitting this one off the dome. (laughs) Cool. He's cool. You're like an eight-mile guy. Oh, yeah, B-Rabbit? Wait, was that his character's name? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. B-Rabbit. Well, the role was played by Marshall Mathers. Yes. A.K.A. Slim Shady. And I'll admit, I stan Eminem. Tim. Why? Oh, I can't have fun on my own podcast? (laughs) Folks, we're talking about the Cuba Libre. Hell yeah. Cuba Libre. If you search this, the Wikipedia doesn't have an entry for Cuba Libre. It just goes straight to rum and coke. But this podcast aims to uh, shine a proper light on the Cuba Libre. This is a drink in itself, folks, and it's worthy of your attention. This is a historically significant drink. Oh. Do you guys know anything about the Cuba Libre? Not Not a dime. I know about the rum and coke. I got a lot of thoughts and feelings on rum and cokes. And Honestly, then I say, Tim, it doesn't even come into play when we're discussing the Cuba Libre. <laughs> so I should maybe exit the pod. <laughs> Guys, this drink was first created in Cuba in the early 1900s. But of course, like a lot of our drinks, the details are disputed. 
but we're going to get to the bottom of it. Set the stage. So it's 1898. America's back in Cuba in their fight for independence from Spain in what we now call the Spanish-American War. And basically how it all shakes out is Spain leaves Cuba and the U.S. gets Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines. Now, all the while, Cuba's been home to what's become the biggest name in rum. Bacardi, baby. You know Bacardi. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. And as part of U.S. presence in Cuba, newly exported Coca-Cola is arriving in Havana. Okay. Coke bottled for the first time right around then, 1900. And Havana, despite being a real warm weather city, is known for its iced drinks because it's such a hub, it's got a pipeline for ice shipped down from the cooler north. Huh. The stage is set. You got American soldiers with the Coke. Cubans got the best rum. Boom, they're mixing them together, celebrating Cuba's freedom. And the slogan of Cuban independence is Cuba Libre, Free Cuba. Damn. Wow. It's simple, cheap, the ingredients are ubiquitous, and it's hard to fuck up. That is cool, yeah. <laughs> I did read that, I think, on the Wikipedia. It was like, a hard drink to mess up. Um, Cuba Libre, that's cool that it's like the name of the drink is about a, a, an event. And it, yeah. It's a revolution. A drink with some significance. Yeah, it's not like sex on the beach. Ooh. I guess that's an event too. We have a lot of uh, drinks on this show where it's just like, hey, a bartender made it up. But then this other bartender said that maybe he made it up. Yeah. It's nice to know this one has significance. And for that first generation of people drinking it, they felt like they were supporting a cause. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like uh, our listeners can support a cause here. Our podcast, if you make this drink and... Uh, listen, you're supporting the podcast. Yeah, it's very important. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Yeah, support the pod. I feel like, where do you guys, in in your life, where did you encounter uh, rum and cokes? Because I didn't know any of that history. It makes sense it came out of Cuba. but And I had not heard the term Cuba Libre until fairly recently. But rum and coke is like... I remember old Bacardi ads. And there's mm -hmm. like really great looking magazine ads from... Bacardi, but I feel like I think of a, a rum and coke as being like this kind of yuppie. If you're like a, a a worldly New Yorker in the 80s, mm. and you're like, well, usually I drink white wine or Heineken or a Bartles and James or wine. One of these cooler. new Cosmos everyone's talking about. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out at Fern Bars. Um, I feel like the rum and coke, I think of that like a worldly yuppie in New York getting a rum and coke because they had it on vacation down in the Caribbean or something like that. It's funny. I think of it. Also, we, we have called this drink many times a Roman Coke um, as a joke of splashing those words together. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I had always thought of a Roman Coke as like a not, uh, you know, when you hear like, oh, at a if someone orders chicken at a steakhouse, they just kind of don't really yeah. know yeah. what they're doing. I, I kind of feel like this is one of those drinks. It's It's one of those where like, if you're talking to someone at a bar and they're like, okay, what do you want? And you're like, oh, um, just give me a rum and Coke. It's like, a, I know what that is. Easy. Or Jack and Coke type of thing, too. It's just like, a, I know it's two things I know how to say. You can't really fuck it up. I haven't thought about this much. Give that to me. It feels college-y because in college, you're not even drinking Jack Daniels. It's like right. college, right, 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 you're, right. Going, you're going for sweet rums over, uh, you know, bitey uh, yeah. whiskeys, and tangy whiskeys. Right, it does feel college-y because of, of how easy it is, too. The same way a screwdriver feels easy in college. It's two things that are readily available. And also, it's kind of got this lowbrow. It's kind of got like a lowbrow vibe. You know, if it didn't have yeah. this uh, Revolutionary War backstory, we would dismiss it entirely. Right. Well, I think it's lowbrow to our generation. But I, I do think having a Bacardi and Coke was sort of like an interesting move in the 70s and 80s. But we came of age in like the the most boring cocktail time where it really was just a liquor and a mixer and it would just mm -hmm. be like vodka cranberry yeah. uh, blank and blank or blank and blank and then like rum and coke was one of those but i don't feel people order these a lot and i could imagine making a comeback because it's kind of healthy if you get a rum and diet it's only like 60 calories or something so and it's easy to make it seems i i have an association with it in like a clear plastic uh, Miller Lite glass, a uh, cup. You know what I mean? Like you go to a, a bowling <laughs> yeah. bar, a bowling alley bar and you get like a rum and Coke 
in one of those types of cups. Mm, you're making my mouth water. <laughs> it's mm. just, that's the sort of, so same way this uh, MGD feels like it's found in the woods. I don't know, just the connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just pulling these feel, I'm pulling the vibes together over here. Well, this writer, Charles Coulomb, who seems like a bozo otherwise. I love his prose. Yeah. He had a nice, uh, he had a nice little write up. And he says that the Cuba Libre is, quote, a potent symbol of a changing world order. The marriage of rum, lubricant of the old colonial empires, and Coca Cola, icon of modern American global capitalism, mm. seems to reflect perfectly the historical elements of the modern world. And I said, Ooh. Charles, you got that one right there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel he, it. I like I like Chuck. <laughs> you guys want to get into the recipe? Yeah, yes. It's a pretty simple one. A nice, easy one for a change. And you can see this in the show notes. You got your rum. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in milliliters because it's so much easier. I'm gonna lead with milliliters. Ah. fifty milliliters of rum, or one point six nine ounces. Okay. Right. One hundred and twenty milliliters of Coca Cola, or four ounces. 10 milliliters of lime juice or 0.33 ounces. Although if you look this up, you'll see IBA is kind of being sticklers here. Any proportions can be used. Traditionally, it's light rum, although others have been used. Some <laughs> early recipes also call for bitters or gin instead of rum. Other, really? other colas have been used, even moxie. <laughs> and in Cuba, Coca-Cola has not been imported since the U.S. embargo of 1960, so they use the domestic to cola. Hmm. So this thing is uh, insanely flexible. It's ever shifting. It's ever shifting. But here's the hard line. And this is what I want. This is what's really important to me and to us on, on the whole pod here. Yeah. Lime. Lime is what distinguishes the Cuba Libre from the rum and coke. That was news to me. Although depending on where you order rum and coke, you might also end up with a lime in it. It always comes with a lime uh, on Not the bowling alley. garnish. It's the same drink. Let's be honest. If, no, no, Tim. I've gotten a rum and coke. You don't get a lime. You always get a lime on the, on, you know, a garnish wedge. He on doesn't the always get a lime. He knows what a lime is. Oh, <laughs> Look at him. He's he not stupid. No shit. Hey, don't tell me about a lime. Um, he looks like an idiot, but he's not stupid. What do you think that green fruit is perched on the top of your glass all the time? <laughs> oh, why? How long has that been there? I thought that was nothing but a unripe banana. <laughs> Well, let's make these things up. I'm, I'm getting. Hey, wait, no, hold on, real quick. Thursday. Remember when we when we lived together and we had a lemon tree? <laughs> yeah. When we first moved in, some of the lemons were unripe and they were green, and the other lemons were ripe and they were yellow. And we thought the green ones were limes, and we were like, "Oh, it's a sprite tree." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We we're very we moved, smart. In, we moved out of that into that house when we were in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys want to get to it? Yes. yes. Great. See ya. Folks, we'll be right back talking about the Cuba Libre. Peace. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you gotta get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something and you get, I just gotta tell someone this, I just gotta fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively, and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me. I've been to therapy. I'm the therapy guy. I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what? My two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis. I've got It's weighing me down. What am I gonna do? That, of course, is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling, and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now, listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So folks, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. Okay, folks, we're back talking about the Cuba Libre. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the pod. This one took me a little longer because I actually juiced a lime. Wow. Really? Yeah. You juiced it. What do you, what do you mean? You like put it in a juicer? No, I got one of those handle things where oh, you take half a lime and you it. squeeze it between like two cups and it squirts out the, the nectar. Two cups, one Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's going to go viral. <laughs> and I used a uh, Mexican Coke. Me too. Oh. No corn syrup, just straight sugar, baby. Cool. Cane sugar. You know, people talk about how much better these are, so I, I used one, and I love it. But then I also had a normal Coke in my fridge, and I said- Me too. Wow. I bought one of each. <laughs> um, have you tasted them? Because I'm gonna, going back and forth on, the, on them uh, right Tim, now. Tim, you're doing too many- Taste tests tonight. Just right, enjoy let's, let's yourself. Do, let's do first sips, and then we'll talk about cokes and stuff. Okay. Wait, what if my whole thing was taste test Tim? Like at find me online at taste test Tim. Yeah, like you can do your own podcast or something with that. <laughs> yeah, you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit, dude. I would take the first ticket out of here that I could find. <laughs> if I had the chance to, hey, if I had the chance to do my own podcast, I would. <laughs> and then you guys would be trying to re- uh, replace me with some. Uh, Hey, welcome to uh, Sloppy Boy Show. It's Mike and Jeff and uh, uh, Rick Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Casino, how do you do it, man? Do you have Rick Casino's contact info? <laughs> Rick Casino, you you search on Google like Calpacus like people, and then you get all these different <laughs> guys come out. It's like uh, 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 Dirk Winnebago. Uh. <laughs> all right, first sips. Okay, first sips. Here we go. Well, I've got something floating in mine, and I don't like. Placing the straw into the mouth. Crumb of some sort. Oh, yeah, that's good. Holy shit, that's good. That's good. That lime, that lime, which I've never had in one of these before, that makes it. Oh, yeah. The lime. Come on. And it's lime. I didn't feel like I I was squeezing that much lime, but that is. Limey. I I have a lime. This is a. It's a little bit of a, a lime on the older side, and it was rock hard. <laughs> I had to like saw through it with a serrated knife. But, I, I don't know. How do you pick a lime? Are they supposed to be soft? No, th- this was, yeah, I mean, they're just supposed to be like an orange or whatever, but like this mm. was old. Like we had it around for a while. I and, was pet- uh, petrified by the fridge. <laughs> Mine yeah. was, it, it had the feeling in my hand of almost like a bean bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a brown bean bag. It was a turd. This is shocking to me because. When I think of a rum and coke, 
usually I guess I, most people would use, or I have used spice rum, like Captain Morgan or something. Yeah. And then it, it does that sort of vanilla, you know, it makes it taste like milkshakey or some, or, or cinnamony or yeah. something. Uh-huh. This is not, this is a whole different affair. Did you guys get Bacardi? Mm-hmm. Me too. I did. I did Bacardi white. White yeah, Bacardi. Um, I put mine, I got a little one and I put it in the freezer, which I always forget to do that with liquors, but it's, uh, it's nice. Comes out cold. Um, I, I did mine to the letter. Although I did add maybe a little more lime juice, and I'm glad I did. Me too. I, I uh, since I'm not used to having limes in this, I uh, I dumped a ton in, and I ain't complaining. When you walked into your kitchen, you were like, "There's some limes in this house. There's some <laughs> limes in this house." <laughs> yeah, not, not not for long. I will say uh, one one of my biggest uh, blunders in this drink. I put ice in the ice trays like right before. I don't know, like seven o'clock. And they it did that thing where like it's like an ice cube with a lot of water on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They're like little aquariums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little snow globe. <laughs> Woo, it's fun. Um, so what's happening now? Have they kind of caved in at this point? Yeah, a lot of them are just kind of like down to just like the thickest sheet. <laughs> Man, this is so much better than the um than a rum and coke. Well, I can't wait to talk about rum and cokes on the rum and coke episode, Tim. We're not doing a rum and coke episode. <laughs> and if you, you know what? I want to wring your little neck. Yeah, Doesn't, good luck. On the IBA list, I think it says, uh, also known as a rum and coke. No. It's absolutely also known as. <laughs> no. No, no. This is a Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. I like it. Guys, let me, let me draw your attention back to, uh, let me draw your attention back to the movie Cocktail. Mm-hmm. Sure. Margarita Cuba Libra. Can I please She doesn't know how to make it. Where's my Jim Beam on the rock? It's coming. I got Can I get my Cuba Libra? Give me my This is what I ordered. Order it. You bitch. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell me it was a rum and coke? Could I have what I ordered? Sounds like Tim. <laughs> yeah. You got to picture uh, that this, the audio of that is great, but you have to picture that Tom Cruise is freaking out. He's looking up the cocktail in his little bartender's manual, but he's also just acting so much. He's, he's all over the place. It's nuts. <laughs> and it's so funny that this is a guy we're supposed to sympathize with that he turns to the waitress and says, you bitch. Well, that's what I told Tim. I, I, I was on the phone with Tim. I was like, okay, so Tim, we're going to do the, uh, the Cuba Libre. And you were like, what? It's like, yeah, it's a it's a from Cuba. It's got like a Coke in it. And rum. Well, just call it rum and Coke. You bitch. <laughs> All right, man. You bitch. So he's saying Cuba, Cuba Libra there, and we're saying Libre, because I think we're saying it. We're right. saying it right. But we're but I, I think Cuba is right because people from people from Cuba say Cuba as their right. hometown, and Americans tend to add a Q sound. So that's that's I like think, the Spanish way of saying Cuba is Cuba, I believe. Right. So I yep. think with the drink, I think it's Cuba Libre. Cuba yeah. Libre. Cuba Libras. Not right, and if we're wrong, we apologize. Um, but but that is kind of, that is the the association I had with a drink was the type of that bar. That's the Fern Bar, Upper East Side Fern Bar in 1987. That's Rum and Coke Central, baby. That's Rum and Coke Country for you. See, I'm still sticking with. Uh, just give me a Rum and Coke because I don't know what I want. Yeah, it, it's like when you're a kid and you've only had Milwaukee's best, and then you go to a bar for the first time and they're like. <laughs> What'll it be, kid? And you're like, oh, Roman Coke, please. <laughs> I remember the the only thing I could think of before the the craft beer boom, when I had only ever had um, just kind of Bush and Keystone and and then other normalish beers. I remember that Newcastle was the only beer that I knew of that was like a fancy one. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I couldn't afford it. And then eventually being like, actually, Mr. Bartender, pour me a Newcastle. We had those a lot when we first moved to LA for some reason. I, I don't know why, but, uh, yeah. Cause I had just won the lottery, I think. Yeah. No, I think they were like at the, a lot of the bars we went to, uh, maybe they had made a big push or maybe we just like, for whatever reason, decided like, you know, w- when you're a kid, all beer is kind of the same, right? Well, it also was like back. It you, back, you have to discover like which beers you like. There wasn't too too, too much to taste before 
the big explosion. It was just like, hey, well, I mean, if you have a Coors, then you have a Budweiser. You can't you can't act like one was way <laughs> different than the other one. You can, but you might be wrong. Here, here's <laughs> what I, I want to ask you guys is, I think of those as like, when we were in Tim, college. I'm an open book. Oh, thank you. Uh, Jeff, are you open to this or are you kind of closed off? Um, Let's hear the question first, actually. I'm listening. I, I want to ask you what you... What do you think this term means? Ready? Tell me the first ingredients that come to mind. You're not going to say Cuba Libre, are you? <laughs> no. Okay. Thank God. Nor will I say it's synonym rum and coke. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say something entitled highball. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Well, oh, what the, what, what the what drink What do you think is? a highball is? What do you think the word means? Gin. A, a tall glass. In a, in a t- Collins glass. Gin in a Collins glass. And Mike, you just said a, a tall glass. Just the glass. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't make sense because it's a highball glass. So a highball must be a cocktail. I, um, you're aware of the Chappaquiddick incident, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Kennedy thing? The Kennedy thing. Ted Kennedy. I'm intimately familiar with it. I uh, wrote my dissertation on it. Oh, my God. It's so weird. You, a guy who only has a bachelor's degree, wrote uh-huh. a dissertation. You can write a dissertation anytime you want. You just, oh. Yeah, Tim, let's be clear. It you can write a dissertation. Anyone can write a dissertation. It, it just doesn't hold any weight if you're not in a uh, postgraduate. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I guess I just don't really understand the motivation to get one written. That's just a, a thirst for knowledge, let's say. Cool. Um, and I'm wanting to impress a teacher. Um, oh, a little bit of hot for teacher going on. A uh, teacher's pet. Like that show, A Teacher. <laughs> a T-shirt. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, now you're uh, uh, making me want to watch a fashion show. Okay, hold on. Let me get back to what I was saying here. <laughs> Highball. I was reading one time. Yeah, Ted, Ted Kennedy. It was like this awful tragedy. Ted Kennedy uh, got drunk and was driving a car in Martha's Vineyard and he crashed off a bridge into some water and then he left a woman in the car and then she died. But he also didn't report it to the police. He said he dived down and blah, 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 blah. People, you know what it is. It was an awful thing. But Mm -hmm. I was reading about that night. He was in Martha's Vineyard for a regatta, like a sailboat race. And then on the Wikipedia page, it said- Are you sure he wasn't there for a ricotta? (laughs) Yeah. They said that there was an Italian cheese out on the island, and he was there looking for it. That's just what I heard. I've got to get out to Chamaquitic for a ricotta. He's the the type of guy who will drop everything and go looking for a good ricotta. (laughs) Wait, wait, what did he just say? What did you just say? There's a ricotta out there? Ted Kennedy, by the way- that's a Ted Kennedy. There's a guy with a nice wide face, huh? It's a good look. Yeah, dude. that is a look. <laughs> Ted Kennedy. It's good to look like him these days, is what yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Well, um, according to the Wikipedia or wherever I was reading, it they were kind of tracking how much he had had to drink that night, and they were like, "Oh, well, he was having a drink with the boiler room girls after the regatta." Ricotta. They were like, "He had two highballs here, and then he had three highballs there, and then he had four, and it was like he had eight highballs." Mm. And then I read. I wanted to corroborate the sources because I'm a journalist. You know me from Booze News. I read another article that did the same math on how many drinks he had. And they were saying he had two rum and Cokes here. And then he had one rum and Coke there. And then he had a rum, rum and Coke on the boat. And they were interchangeably saying highball with rum and Coke. Hmm. Hmm. I, I thought a highball was whiskey and seltzer, like a Suntory highball or, or something. I didn't think it was rum and Coke. So I looked it up. Turns out highball is a mixed alcoholic drink composed of alcohol-based spirit and a larger portion of a non-alcoholic mixer, often a carbonated beverage. So basically it's liquor and soda, any liquor and any soda. Oh, so this but is a highball. <clears throat> this is a type of highball, but they also said it's alcoholic-based spirit and a larger portion of non-alcoholic mixer. So any yeah. mixer- well, any but these are considered long drinks by the IBA because they're yeah kind, of, kind of big, kind of weak, and um, so you're, what you're saying is it's another square to rectangle situation where ah. every every Cuba Libre is a highball, but not all highballs are Cuba Libre. Exactamundo, and I think that highball, the term. When we were in high school, I would have just said mixed drink. Like I would have never said the word cocktail, but it was like. When there's a mixer and liquor, it's a mixed drink. So that's what a highball is. Damn. Oh, God. I don't even want to tell you guys this. It's so stupid. 
No, Mike, oh, go ahead. Mike. I heard. We're no, your friends. I heard. God. Oh I heard. God. We were talking about the Guinness Book of World Records before. The tallest man in the Guinness Book of World Records had a highball. But, you know, <laughs> come oh, on. I come see on. why you didn't really want to tell us that. Talk because, like that. Well, and you're a classy guy. And it's you didn't. awful. He had one highball? You know, among others, it said. <laughs> among oh, other. Among other. Okay. Among <laughs> other. Yes. He had one highball next uh-huh. to his other highball. Right. But, you know, just because he's so tall, we got to say that. Come and on. You know what? That's, gr- that's gross. We yeah. Don't like what's, that. What? Don't we don't know. like that. That's the type like of that thing that shit. other podcasts talk about. And then we will kind of scoff and we'll text yeah. each other. But we don't bring that up here. I know. I, and I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said it. No, I know. I mean, you did it reluctantly and we kind of yeah. forced you. You see. You see what I'm getting at. Um, did you know, so we're doing the, uh, Cuba Libre here. Now this made me think, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. Reorienting back to the Cuba Libre. This made me think of, um, whenever I, th- Cuba, I often think of, remember the song in the mask Cuban Pete Yeah. where, uh, the mask, uh, what's his name in that? He's got um, a funny Stanley, Stanley Ipkiss. 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 <laughs> yeah. Ipkiss is. He's kind of surrounded, and he's in the mask uh, f- look, and he sings the Cuban Pete song. Well, we all know the song. It's very lively. I think um, Desi Arnaz, Desi Arnaz was like uh, Lucy's dead. husband. That's right. Originally, they had a different version of it in the movie, and we can listen to it. it the, I have the original version, and we can see why they changed it. Just the, the it was a different person. It wasn't Cuban Pete they were talking about, and the person they were talking about just didn't have the. It just made the song different. So let's take a listen to what that is. Hmm. P- crank it up there, Jeff, so we can hear it. Yeah, sure. Uh, curious how you got your hands on this, but here we go. They call me Cuba. Vincent. <laughs> Dance. When I play the maracas, I go, Clum, clumpy dimp, clum, clumpy dimp. <laughs> Vincent. <laughs> dance club, dance floor. Clump, clumpy, dimp. Clump, clumpy, dimp. Yeah, like not way no. different, right? Oh, it's different. It's, it's just a low energy, and like clump, clumpy, dimp doesn't come off the tongue very easily. It's not. And correct. his his name's Vincent. They got to work with. They got to work with that because his name is Vincent? Yeah, like he was the a guy doing it, and he was like, I'll just do it my way. Okay. My? Well, my, that was a really good impression, Mike, what you just I did. Know, oh. I know. I've been listening to the tape for a long time. The weird thing is like, yeah, the <laughs> the, the lyrics in this version are weirder and stuff mm-hmm. and like kind of mm-hmm. clunky, but like I also just, you know, I'm a musician, so yeah. I have an ear for this type of thing. I didn't really love the production here. The, the, um, I know. The, the instrumentals really d- dipped all the way to zero. Right. I, during those different lyrics. Well, I think it's the nice thing was, when, when they were went in to fix the lyrics, they were like, well, let's bring those instruments back up the whole song. Yeah. 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 Well, they, the originally, the original version of it, I'd read up, uh, did some digging of my own. And this guy, Vincent, had such a weak voice that he kind of had to. All the instruments needed to stop for you to hear them. Oh, okay. <laughs> when so, at specific moments, like when he said his name, yeah. But he could I'm, sing the other parts. But yeah, it was really weird. That's, that's cool. You found it. That's it's that's, cool. I found it. Uh, a friend of mine in the uh, Hollywood Music Archives owed me a favor. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's good to keep uh, friends like that around because you might need to pull something from the Hollywood Archives. I always forget to sort of make sure that people know that they owe me one. Like, well, yeah. I'll go to the Hollywood <laughs> archives and, you know, do someone, you know, I'll take someone out to a really nice dinner mm-hmm. and then I'll forget to, you know, get, get a favor back from them. Right. 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 You know, some people say to you, Hey, uh, you, I owe you one. You probably, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, they do. They owe you. Hey, you know what the mask reminds me of? Mm. Yeah. Is I went on a vacation with my parents once to Mexico. Ooh. And I saw ads for a nightclub where the mascots, they had two mascots. One was the mask. Uh-huh. The other the other one was Beetlejuice. Hmm. Wait, the, the nightclub had... Uh, oh, well, yeah. How, how do you mean mascots? Like, what did they do? 
They were there? They were like on all the signs and stuff. And it was like, <laughs> come, ha- come have a blast. And it's called Coco Bongo. And oh. they have dual mascots, the mask and Beetlejuice. <laughs> Crazy. They couldn't pick one. They had to just say both. But like you get a sense of like both those dudes have like tropical aspirations, let's say. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're they're both American movie characters with tropical aspirations. Wait, what does Beetlejuice want to do? A little bit. They're cutting loose. Uh, uh, Beetlejuice has um Deo. has uh Deo. <laughs> As I ah. like that you said uh, aspirations. They they both they both sing Caribbean songs. <laughs> I never really took it to be that they one day aspire to, to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got from that whole movie is that is that Beetlejuice wanted to go to that Caribbean spot? Well, call it call it an aspiration. Call it a bent. <laughs> call it a, a most fervent wish. A lot of uh, you know, I, I used to work in the industry uh, of clubs, and when they would be choosing their mascots, they tended to be like, "Look, we need two mascots, but they can't just be random. We want to link them together in some way." And it is pretty common to go by aspiration like, when you uh, start a nightclub. Like I, I wanted to start a nightclub before COVID hit, and it was going to be R two D two and Optimus Prime, <laughs> <laughs> who both aspire to. Continue uh, to be robotic. Yes, yes. Who was who with me? Maybe Jeff. You it was sort of a dance me? thing. Like, like they they love to dance. We we went to that uh, club in Hollywood or that bar in Hollywood that was like the Beetlejuice <laughs> bar. Oh man! And okay. but that's yes, that's you, different. You walk in and it's like <clears throat> it's kind of got like an eerie feel to it, and kind of a ghostly guy comes out, <clears throat> and he's he's like tells you all to wait, and he reads you this like poem about how we're crossing over into this undead world or something. Where everyone's just like, can we please get in? So we go inside. It's a really pretty crappy bar, like uh, aesthetically. And you look around and it's like, oh, there's a Beetlejuice thing. And then also there's like a Nightmare Before Christmas thing and Edward Scissors, Scissorhands thing. Yes. And you're like, yeah. oh, this is a, <laughs> this is just a, uh, a lightly Tim like Burton inspired Tim Burton bar. <laughs> bar. But like, Beetlejuice but like bar. Stuff that you'd see that were just like, oh, that's like the most expensive stuff you can go buy at Hot Topic. They just put it <laughs> yeah. in a bar. It was really strange. There's this tradition of pop-up theme bars in L.A. and just the the Beetlejuice bar we'd heard so much about, and it was by far the worst. Yeah, I don't even think we stayed for a drink. It was more just like a, to see what it was. It was a walkthrough. <laughs> we got kind of sad when we went to the Glendale um, Austin Powers yeah. bar. Yeah. You might have. I like. I like the gloss. I like the uh, Glendale Austin Powers bar. Electric Pussycat, they call it. Check it out, folks. That can't still be around, and especially during COVID. <laughs> I like. That can't be full swing. I like a lazy theme. Like, um, there's a big kind of a famous um, seafood restaurant in Scranton, Pennsylvania, called Cooper's Seafood, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of those ones where there's lobster traps and and netting hanging from the walls and stuff but so it's like a a nautical theme in fact i think the roof is like a shipwreck but then what i was walking to the men's room and there was a a little window display like a shadow box and i look in and it was all of the flintstones characters (laughs) like the toys i was like okay they got the flintstones and then i went into the bathroom and it was an elvis theme and then i came out of the bathroom jessica was in the ladies room she came out and she was like it's a in the ladies' room. It's a Beatles theme, <laughs> so it's almost like the theme of that restaurant is themes. Man, have you guys been to Cafe Jack? No, no. what's that? That is the Titanic themed oh. restaurant on Western. It's like huh. near us, and uh, it's just got all this. Uh, like it's specifically. DiCaprio's character from Titanic, but it's uh, but like I'm looking up photos of it now. And it's, you, did this come out when that movie was popular in '97, '6? No, well when I don't know when it came out. out, but looking it up, it's like they've got sushi and um, it's on Western Boulevard. There's some outdoor seating and then there's a building, but it's got the front of a barge that looks like the Titanic built into the building. Oh. Wow. I think I, I kind of remember that. I'll tell you what I would do if I ran that restaurant. I would have that some tables that are seated at, at like early in the night, they get to eat off the fancy menu that the Vanderbilts eat off. Yeah. And then if you kind of, but if you're not there at the right time, you have to eat off 
you have to eat grime and gruel off the lower <laughs> class level. But but then if you go downstairs late at night, everybody's dancing. It's the good party down there. We'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, we're back talking Cuba Libre. Hey. Final thoughts. I will go with, uh, this is an order again. This is good. Yeah. We all kind of know what it was going to taste like. No surprises here. You know what Coke tastes like. You know what uh, Bacardi tastes like. Mm -hmm. And probably a lime. This is an easy mix-up at home. No way to screw it up. You know, we often say, would you go for a second rounder? Well, tonight I made myself a double. So I'm, I'm already... I'm deep into the second round, baby, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be watching that uh, Matt Damon movie, Rounders, mm -hmm. and I'll yeah. say, I could go for a second rounders. <laughs> they should do that. <laughs> they, as in um, Gus Van Zandt? No. Uh, did he do... Was it Gus Van no, Zandt? No, no, he did Good Will Hunting. Uh, I mean... Get back together, Damon and Norton and Malkovich and the gang, and do Rounders too. Oh my God, I'd watch. If we pitch that, do we have to have them attached, or or can we just pitch that and then assume they'll be get cast? It in could it? be Rounders, the new generation. Let's just pitch, let's it, consider this the pitch. Uh, also, uh, Rounders is amongst poker players uh, the best movie. Oh, like. A, a lot of movies. Oh, for, for a, like a lot of a, movies depict gambling in a dramatic way and stuff, and they kind of like fuck a lot of things up. And they uh -huh. say the round, Rounders is the best poker movie. Mm. I enjoyed it uh, watching it as a I am a poker player. Wow. <laughs> yep, you straight ever, flush. You ever run the table and win the pot? No, 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 no. I sit down and bet <laughs> no. high and leave early. <laughs> well, what happened? You were so confident a second ago. No, I, I, I uh, play a lot, but I lose even more. That's why we call him Mike No Limit Hanford. <laughs> no rounder guy, he. Tim, what do you think? Final thought on the Cuba Libre is, I mean, it's delicious. So I would drink a thousand of them. I w but here's what I want to use my final thought time to say. Oh boy. One of my heady ruminations that you guys love. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'll kind of muse about a topic and I'll pontificate. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was just thinking, how weird is cola, right? It's like that oh, it's boy. as popular as it is that oh, it's not, <laughs> it's not, you guys can talk amongst yourselves as I do this. <laughs> it's not a flavor that we know. Like there are famous, you know, you're like Sprite is lemon and lime and we know lemons and limes and, and, and all these different things. For cola to be as ubiquitous as it is, yeah. and it's made from the cacao plant or something, and it's it's this weird like I wouldn't even be able like to think dominantly. Of it. But then it's just like cola is this flavor that is actually little pinches of fifteen different flavors. Yeah, and leaves from South America. And I've had four hundred thousand Coca Colas in my life, and I wouldn't be able to describe it to you. That's weird. <laughs> Furthermore, I am, I just tasted a normal Coke right next to my Mexican Coke and the Mexican is way better. That, that, that cane sugar gives it a little molassesy caramelized deliciousness. What? And that's it for the final thoughts. 
Well, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand on those final thoughts, Tim. Well, but Mike, you're gonna say something. Do we have to? Uh, I was gonna say, what's what kind of sugar is not cane sugar? Like, what type of sugar is regular coconut? High High fructose fructose corn corn syrup. syrup. And so, basically, what high fructose corn syrup does is it circumvents the message that your body gets from having too much sugar and being like, okay, I'm like full from sugar. High fructose corn syrup is a version of sugar that doesn't tell your body to do that. To stop drinking it? Yeah. Wow. So you can, you can like, you don't have that immuno response that you have to having way too much sugar. Yeah. And I don't think it's that they, I don't think they filtered my Coke enough because there's a lot of kernels floating around in this one. Coca kernels? <laughs> corn from the corn syrup. Oh, from the corn syrup. Uh, I, well, while I was doing my research uh, about the war and such, I was curious, did the Coca-Cola that they use upon the advent of the Cuba Libre, yes. did it have cocaine in it? Mm. And so I was like, I, w- I want to be as close to the real thing. So I actually got in contact with some people and I got a little <laughs> pinch of cocaine and I sprinkled <laughs> it and just kidding, folks. Look, I went to the Wikipedia and uh, I'm going to read what it says to you about uh, the, the times and dates of, of the cocaine content, content people in Coca-Cola. There were two guys, Pemberton and Candler, and they were uh, sort of the, <laughs> they, they invented the early taste. Pemberton called for five ounces of coca leaf per gallon of syrup, approximately 37 grams per liter, a significant dose. Ooh. In 1891, Candler claimed his formula, altered extensively from Pemberton's original, contained only a tenth of this amount. Coca-Cola once contained an estimated nine milligrams of cocaine per glass. For comparison, a typical line of cocaine is 50 to 75 milligrams. Hmm. In 1903, it was removed. So we might think that by the time we're making Cuba Libres, we're not dealing with any actual cocaine. I see. see. Because that would be wild to have cocaine and rum at the same time. It would be a little bit of a... I bet there's some party guys who do that. Never. I, I don't. I was Googling. <laughs> have there ever been any party guys who do? And then the search bar was <laughs> full and I couldn't get anything else. In there. <laughs> well, that's it for that. Who's ready for a quiz? Me. <laughs> okay. So uh, basically, we've been talking a lot about the rum and coke. Uh, Sorry, Tim. What are you referring to? Um, the variant, you two are at odds. It's 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 an a variant of the Cuba Libre that has the exact same ingredients and taste. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, we everyone all this whole show rum and coke, rum and coke, rum and coke. But here's a quiz called rum or coke. <gasps> That's right. It's a kind of a fast, rapid fire, easy oh, question shit. type of a quiz where the answer is either rum. <laughs> or Coke. And you want to quiz me? That's exactly what I intend to do. <laughs> and but, Mike? And also... I'll be good at this because I'm drinking a rum and Coke. Per, no, <laughs> forget about that. That's going to confuse you. Okay. Rum or Coke. Separate the ingredients in your mind. Okay, um, I'm going to keep track. What you do is you just blurt out the answer. You don't have to buzz in. This is uh, this is kind of... Um, it's a blurter. It's a blurter, as they say in the biz. And we got a whole big stack of questions. Nice. And question one is, or it's not a question, what do you call it? It's more of a prompt. I'll, I'll describe one. <laughs> I'll describe prompt one, one. And, you, and then you say rum or coke. Here we go. This one is bubbly and brown. Coke. coke. Jefferson, you got that one. <laughs> okay. I think we've got the, the, the feel for this game. It's basically this. <laughs> uh, this one... Once made me barf through my friend's. (laughs) Yes. He was never going to go two Cokes in a row right up top. Oh, you think that. But what was that? It was going to make you, it made you barf at your friends. Through my friend's fingers. I think I told you that before, but one time I was in college, I was passed out face down on a balcony and Eric Lazinski picked me up and my, and his fingers were going oh, over and, my And if lips. you guys don't know Eric Lazinski, he had the nicest fingers. <laughs> used to, used to. Um, but I, when I, I threw up while he was carrying me and then the fingers, 
just the fingers created like segments and like <laughs> launched oh God. three different directions. Why did he not take his hand off your face? Is he like using your holding your face up? It was too late. I said, too late? Crip me, crip me tight, Eric. <laughs> take me and out it was of like this. A, it was like a Play-Doh fun factory, just shooting out of three different <laughs> holes. You guys each have one, and here we go to the next prompt, which is right. this one is in the title of a novel by the gonzo guy himself, Hunter S. T. Rum. The Rum Diaries. Damn, I, I was going to say, can we have a tiebreaker? <laughs> but Jeff did it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give that. You guys tied on saying <laughs> saying Rum, but then Jeff had the, that was Jeff. the title right now. Okay, here we go. If you want to make a joke about cocaine, you can use this one in your wordplay. Coke. <laughs> yes. Okay. What? <laughs> but let's leave it. We don't have to re-examine all of them. You got it right. <laughs> what do you care? Play. Okay. <laughs> this one is associated with pirates. Rum. Rum. <laughs> that sounded like Jeff to me, Mike. Did you say? Oh, I had it way early. Uh, maybe maybe it's I, a, on a leg. He got a little crunchy. He got a little crunchy. I see. Okay. okay. Give it to Jeff so we're tied. Six. Yeah, Jeff gets it. You're tied. <laughs> uh, Mike, you're penalized for having crunchy audio levels. <laughs> Fuck. This one is in a Long Island iced tea. Rum. Rum. Both wrong. It was a trick question because both are in a Long Island iced tea. Tim. Rum Damn, is so I should have said rum and Coke. <laughs> yes. Okay. This damn it, one. Damn, damn. This one is what Don Draper himself thought about while meditating Coke, on a Coca-Cola. cliff. Coca-Cola. Michael, you got it. Wait, was it Coke? I just missed it. It was Coke. Yeah. Fuck. Sally Draper accidentally put this one on Don's French toast instead of Mrs. Butterworth's. Rum. Michael. What? Okay. Yes. The daughter made the the French toast for her dad and she put rum. It's a very funny scene. Uh, he says, hey, it's actually not that bad. Okay. And then the final question of the quiz. Don Draper. Was played. It's more of a Mad Men quiz all of a sudden. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't know Mad Men. Keep going. The Mad Men show. Hey, you should watch it. It's really good. Don Draper was played by an actor who later appeared in the Between Two Ferns movie. And in one scene, Zach Galifianakis said to him, quote, Bradley Cooper co-wrote, directed, and starred in A Star is Born. Are you hoping that will open doors for other hot idiots? This line of dialogue was written by which Los Angeles-based comedy writer? Tim. Tim Kalpakis? <laughs> Michael, you got it. What the fuck? That was such a walk. <laughs> and Mike, you won the quiz. That is just a, a, or a, a Coke. blatant self-promotion. No, it was kind of in the trivia. When I was doing my research, it seemed like something that was hard to avoid. Well, it seemed like this did turn into a... Mad Men quiz, so that makes sense. More, more actually, more of a uh, Draper quiz. Draper and family. Yeah, and I'm kind of a little bit of a hashtag Draper myself. Mm. I I would eh, not here, not now, but I would uh, make an argument against that. <laughs> not, <laughs> hey, as long as it's not here and not now, not here, we'll I'm do happy. it some other time. But hey, I would, as long as you're hip pocketing that sort of thing, yeah. we'll come back to it. I and Mike, since you won the quiz. Um, Jeff, you have to give him scratch-off money at some point. Wait, what's scratch-off money? Okay. Scratch-off money. We were doing a quiz once, and you said you wanted scratch-off money. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Must have been after that zombie. <laughs> yeah. I think Don the Beachcomber had uh, possessed you in that moment. <laughs> scratch-off money is a funny thing to say, though. Yeah, well, you're a funny guy. <laughs> like, if you open a birthday card and you get, like, $2, like, what the fuck's this? It's scratch-off money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny gift when you give somebody scratch offs in a in a birthday card you're like here's the i didn't spend a lot of money but you get the potential to have a lot of but money. then if like as they're doing them, you're like fuck i hope they don't win when we were writing comedy bang bang scott ackerman gave me a scratch off and i scratched it off and i won uh 10 bucks and i spent it on a selfie stick <laughs> <laughs> we uh i was thinking the other day about like if you won the lottery you know, you're like everyone who wins the lottery, their life ends up turning to shit somehow. I would mm -hmm. if I if some all of a sudden I have like, <laughs> is that uh, true? 
<laughs> well, like a lot of people, apparently. Oh, okay. People they, come they out of just... the woodwork and uh, want money from them and stuff like that. If I won all that money, I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just quietly live of $50 million. Mike, I think I'm, I would put it together if I saw you walking around with a new mink coat. <laughs> a new coat at all. You'd probably think I came into some money. <laughs> Look at Hanford's wearing a coat. What the hell? <laughs> with the lottery? Folks, that's our show. You know, you can follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys. We're going to release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon where subscribers can unlock the Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode where we talk about anything that's not a cocktail. That's patreon.com slash the sloppy boys. Love the Patreon crowd. Thank you to the Patreon. Mm, love <laughs> those Patreons. You guys suck shit. XO, Thanks for XO. listening. <laughs> See, you ne- <laughs> See you next week. Free Cuba. Oh, God. I can't believe I brought up that highball thing. We'll cut out uh, most oh, of what God, we recorded. Oh, God. It's so embarrassing and stupid.